Hello, my name is Alessandro and this is the Lobster Podcast, a space for conversations out of our comfort zone. Today, we'll dedicate an episode to my partner charity for lobster coaching. This is a German non-profit organization called Live, Love and Learn that supports school children in Ethiopia with scholarships, education rights and further livelihood needs. Creating and developing this charity certainly wasn't plain sailing. And I'm joined today by one of the founding members, Philip Bernhardt, to tell us the challenging and exciting story. Hi, Phil. Welcome hey. to the Lobster Podcast. Hi, Alex. Hi. Nice. Nice. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, so cool to coming over. And I know how busy you are with all your activities. And, you know, I'm excited to just share this here with the audience and so people can discover what, what else you do. Uh, there's a lot to it. So I'm really privileged you're here and that you took the time to join me. Please, Phil, just tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, um, what you do in life and what you're passionate about. Okay, um, so my name is Philip. Um, I'm originally from Hamburg, Germany. Uh, I grew up in Swaziland, former, formerly Swaziland. It's it's Iswatini now in Southern Africa, in the yeah. South of Africa, um, a small, tiny kingdom. That's where I went to primary school myself. So I grew up in Africa. Um, I have lived in, actually, I counted the countries maybe in up to nine different countries where I really like stayed for quite a while and lived or worked. So I, I've been um, in, in several different countries. I lived in Brazil for a long time, um, mm -hmm. in Northeast Brazil and Recife. I'll come back to that later because that's one of my main focus countries okay. and regions. And um, I studied in London. I did a, a degree called International Development and NGO Management in, in London. Okay. Um, that's how I dived into the world of of development aid. And I've stayed in Spain for quite a long time in Barcelona. Uh, I did an apprenticeship there in, in the area of log logistics at Kühne and Nagel mm -hmm. and stayed there for quite a while and organized a lot of events. I started to organize events and dived into the entertainment um, industry, let's say, and, and, and dived into the music business also as a musician and also as a producer of events of cultural events and that's basically also today my main focus music basically my entire life has always had to do with music with three years i started playing the drums when i was at home with pots and pans and spoons <laughs> my parents thought oh my god uh, we need to support this and then when i was six years old in africa they bought me my my first drum set a, a real proper drum set where it, i was so small that nobody could see me behind the drum set <laughs> amazing <laughs> <laughs> and and I got uh, lessons from a Rastaman, a really good uh, drummer from Africa, and every day, every week or once or twice. So that's how I started to play an instrument. I played the drums and later on percussion, and later I started to um, sing and freestyle and MC as well. When I was around sixteen years old, mm -hmm. um, so from nineteen ninety eight on or something like over twenty two, twenty three, twenty four years or more or less, I'm like uh, rapping. Also, I love to rap and freestyle, especially. And basically, music has never is like it's always there for me every day. I cannot 
spend a day without anything that has to do with music. And where I live right now here in, in Switzerland, I'm based in near Zurich in, in the, the countryside um, near Zurich. And I have a small little place where it's full of instruments and I can just play them whenever Pick I want. choose. Pick and choose. <laughs> and really there's all kinds of instruments. So I play a little bit of everything, you know, but my main, my, my real instrument is still the drums. And yeah. So, and then not long ago, I, I mean, I founded a company, it's called Tropical Gold. Okay. And I registered it here in Switzerland as a limited company. And um, it was a dream of mine since 11, 12 years or something. That's where I more or less started to develop and, and plan this company that has now seen the light. Okay. So, it was a quite a lot of planning behind it and 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 my dream was always to have my own record label to be able to release mu music and work together with musicians and develop their careers basically also and 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 support them with whatever they need also find new talents and discover new talents and then push them and and support them and put them market them and put them on a stage and like promote them so I always did that, but never professionally. And now I, I turned into a profession, really. And since six months, the company is registered and we have been releasing our first songs. And I'm basically gathering, gathering a lot of talent from all over the world where I've spent time and where I got to know people through my own music because mm -hmm. I played a lot of stages and live shows my, on my own, uh, myself. So I met a lot of artists and musicians on my on my travels during my travels and my stays in abroad. So these artists, I contacted them and asked them if they want to be part of Tropical Gold Collective, Tropical Gold Family, and yeah. that's what happened now. And I did that for very intensely for the last three years. I I like really intensively worked on this, and now it's there. the The family is there. Um, it's all set up. We have our website. We have our record label registered. We have a publishing uh, registered as well to work with copyrights as well. Okay. And we are turning into a booking agency as well. So we will organize shows for our artists as well and, and try to get bookings for them and make them wow. play in the festivals and in the clubs and concert venues. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so basically that is more or less what I'm doing right now. I'm like totally focusing on my music company. Mm -hmm. And maybe later I'll come to a little more like the other thing that come with this because that's why i called it entertainment because entertainment is a lot of can be a lot of things because in the end it's not only music what we're doing yeah it's true but i can already hear this is an exciting and amazing story um philip because you're connecting where you've lived where life has taken you and you're showing like everywhere where you've been every place that you've touched something came out of it some inspiration and something that um contributed to do what you're doing today so let's start from this beginning of um the story where we wanted to tell about live love and learn uh how it came together about your parents about this um story that happened and started uh, in Ethiopia but will come we already you anticipated how we we'll, how you made the shift um, and this transformation 
to create your own activity with uh, with Live, Love, Learn and with uh, Tropical Gold. So we'll get there eventually. But how did it all start? Your parents are the founders of Live, Love and Learn. So how did it all start? Let's let's shed light to the beginning. Yeah, sure. It's a good idea. Back to, uh, go to the roots of the whole <laughs> uh, thing. So basically, I during these studies, that's where I can um, connect, like to the studies in London that I did. That was 2007, and that was the birth year of Live, Love, and Learn as well. So it was right exactly in the time when I was studying in the the Bachelor International Development and NGO Management when my parents moved to Ethiopia because of a job that my father had for the official um, state governmental development aid organization from Germany. And he worked as an advisor to the Ministry of Economy in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And so he dealt with really, he was like uh, on the side of one of the ministers and, 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 you know, giving advices for the Southern region of Ethiopia. And my mother was the person that traveled together with him and mit ausreisende Ehefrau, <laughs> German, the, the, the wife that would tra travel in this case with her husband. And she was, is not, these people are not allowed to have, to, to work in, 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 like to have an official job. Apparently that's a rule or something that if one part of the, you know, couple works yeah. and the other one is, may do some volunteer work, for example. No, So okay. after some time, my mother got bored uh, of, of sitting her under the under the palm tree and drinking coconuts <laughs> <laughs> and watching the monkeys uh, in, the, in her garden. Really, that was really the case. And she like wow. thought, well, I want to get active. I, I'm, a, I'm a primary school teacher and I may not work here. I don't have a job. My husband is working here for four years now in Ethiopia. What shall I do? I want to do something as well. Mm -hmm. So she walked around and visited the schools because she was interested in 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 seeing primary schools of Ethiopia. How do they work? How how do how do they look like? Got in touch with the directors and just like looked for some exchange. And saw at a school cl close by to their house that that there were children during the lunch break that were just staying on the compound and just staying actually and not doing really nothing and not even eating, not even drinking. Nobody cared, took care of them and they were just there. And whilst other children ran home to their to their huts and to their places, to their homes where they got food or drinks and and their family received them. There were some kids that were just hanging around and on the school compound doing nothing. And my mother watched that again and again, one day after another and said, my God, let me do something about it. We mm. need to change this. And yeah. she started to arrange this. I mean, obviously always talking and coordinating with the local people and if it's okay and so on, but she initiated this food program. So she, she set up some tables, a tent, and these kids could sit down there during lunch break and get some bread, some carrots and some water. I think it really started really basic with that, like with some basic food and water to have some lunch as well. Uh, and and get some power for the rest of the day in the afternoon school yeah. which they apparently didn't have before which is crazy yeah. and that is uh, what is happening there's a lot of kids that really don't eat nearly nothing during the day because they just don't have anything so she started with that and that is and to the same time I was studying and then we said let's organize let's found an NGO 
and then I I learned the theory theory about it in London. Yeah. yeah. And I created the logo with some friends, and we like there was like this startup atmosphere vibe as well. Again, you know. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make it happen, and then yeah, we registered um, everything, and we started with a small house that we rented in Ethiopia, uh, where it was basically kind of an orphanage, really, like where we with the local authorities we and teachers and so on we looked we we detected some kids that we said okay you are the ones you will stay at this house and it started with some i think 20 kids or something that we could uh, accommodate there and and we hired people that would stay there as well um psychologists and caretakers that would be the, the like the mothers and the mothers of the house kind of or the mothers of the kids really they turned into the like it turned into become really a family this orphanage okay and so that is how everything started then we built a small little shop also where we sold stuff and and generated income for the ngo which also worked uh, quite well for some time and and then it grew and grew and grew because in Hamburg, where the NGO was based and registered, we started to do fundraising and we found more and more people that would support our idea. And yeah, and that is how everything developed. By now, really, is we are proud to say after 15 years of work, wow. and I believe the last number I heard was maybe 750,000 euros that we generated through fundraising. And that we also spend because we are a non-profit so like we would the money we get yeah. we spend as well no so seven hundred and fifty thousand in 15 euros. years yes and it's we are we are a grassroots organization we are uh, and we started really small and and we are still small but we believe we do big things we are small a small organization doing big things um and we built more or less 10 complete primary schools by now wow. in Ethiopia in, in remote regions. So we started with the orphanage. We also did an, a street children project and, and scholarships, especially for girls. We always, the focus is always also girls and, and young ladies, you know, like that we support them because they're very suppressed still. Um, and, and in, in, in this, in the Ethiopian culture, and yeah, so afterwards we started to build our own schools, really. I mean, always with local help and people that know what they're doing mm -hmm. and always with local material as well. That's why we, my father really says, um, believes and I believe it too, that we are like probably the, one of the most cost efficient school builders in Ethiopia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we use the local materials, we include the local people, we we pay local salaries and not exaggerated salaries that have nothing to do with the Ethiopian conditions. So it's always like, you know, it's a very important yeah. point. There's other organizations that say they build schools for men much, much man more money. Yeah. And we always ask ourselves, how do they build schools for so much yeah. money? We build schools for more or less 30,000 or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we hear sums of 100 or 150,000. Yeah. Apparently, they take material from the outside, from other countries <laughs> and, and fly that in or something. But we use local material and local resources. Okay. Okay. That sounds... Um... It sounds really fascinating to me, uh, Philip, and I also recognize the values um, that you're living. 
uh, by like the whole members of this NGO. And this triggers my next question. I would can you can you tell us what makes your charity, this organization, different and more unique compared to other charities? Yeah, well, first of all, I believe we are very transparent, which is an important word. And some people say they're transparent, but they're not. And I believe we are very transparent. You can see on our website every single move and step and expenditure and 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 you know that we do and that we have we 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 show everything very clearly what we do and what where the money goes and where the money flows um so that is one thing and then i believe the approach of um really the combination of my father let's say who is like uh works on a high level of development aid and then the grassroots style so the mixture is great because for example we build schools and then through the context of a network of my father we make sure that the school teachers and the furniture of the school and all that will be support will be brought to the school by the ethiopian government and not so we we, we really build only the school like the, 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 the like really just mm -hmm. imagine the school that's it and right. facilities uh, yeah and then yeah. the facilities and then we of course also take care of the fact that it is sustainable that 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 um you know that people that uh, people would know how to if there's a well that we would put there as well that that the people would know how to maintain that well and not just build a well and run away yeah 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 <laughs> yeah of course problem with the with the with something and nobody knows how to handle it yeah so, yeah, make the local people involve the local people, yeah, and, and really talk to the. Uh, normally, one the approach is to like really go to the remote villages together with our local partner. That is a main a main key point here that many people maybe don't do. Many many other charities we have like one confident like one main partner in Ethiopia and wherever we do things and projects in the world there there must be a local partner that is already already doing a good job since many years and can prove it you know through certificates and through things that you yet that you can see you know this mm -hmm. is really official. And, and efficient and they work clearly and transparent as well like we do and this partner is so important. And we have this partner. It's a center of concern in, in Ethiopia, it's called. Mm -hmm. And this is our um, um, year-long partner that that together with this partner that speaks the Ethiopian language or, or one out of the 80 languages <laughs> <laughs> um, and that we that can accompany us to like to the you know outside of the city, three, four mm. hours by Jeep through the nature and then reach these remote villages where we then talk to the the village oldest person most of the time an old man mm -hmm. sit under the tree with this person and then with the simultaneous translation ask him do you really want do you want a school here in your village and then and then most of them say yes this is our biggest dream you know we've mm -hmm. always dreamed of having a school here because they never had school facilities in those places. And if he confirms and say yes, then then we go ahead and then we plan everything with the local people together. 
one day this is an anecdote and it's really true we we for example asked what do you need to build a school here mm -hmm. and he said well actually we need a donkey mm -hmm. and then with the donkey we can carry the bricks from the other place we can get the bricks and then we can build it our own on our basically we, yeah. not, and that is the approach again not to just like very 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 uh, how you say not just like the people from Europe, let's say, coming and building a school and then going away again. No, no like, let's do it together and let's do yeah. it the way that they also wish and the the style that they would do it. Of course. And let them build it as well. And so we yeah. bought a donkey. And yeah. with the donkey, we carried the stones there and then the first school was built. So these wow. were so some some stories, no? Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing because you kind of integrate yourself in their culture and and preserve their way of living in a way and 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 help them to build um what is necessary and and really listen to to their needs this is amazing and talking about involvement of yours um this is how i felt compelled uh, when i met you the first time last year to get involved myself with this because what I noticed was different to other NGOs and charity is that basically uh, there is no cost of administration or there's yeah, exactly. very, very, very little cost of administration. You basically use, I don't know, how much was it? More than 90% of, for sure, of all the donations go into the projects um, locally instead of uh, paying high salaries of someone uh, within the administration. And so that that is very differentiating for me. This is really unique and and, and amazing, um, where transparency, as you said, is the right word. Um, can you can you tell us what else you have accomplished, perhaps you know beyond uh, the schools? Because what I remember you were telling me is about this reality of of um, of girls there, of of their culture, and uh, it would be great if you can give us. Um, insights about how you helped school children particularly girls um to to finish their school to to complete their education and to have a future mm -hmm. sure um first i wanted to get back to this point that you you mentioned it help the people to like and that is the thing what we want to do we want to help the local people to sustainably help themselves that wonderful is, that's our mission yeah you know? That is the idea, we, we, and 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 we prove and we check very thoroughly where we put the money. Like you know, just not just give money for something. You know, it must be really something in the way we know that makes sense and that will have a, a big effect. And it is an actually ninety six point nine percent that we donate. So if you donate one hundred euros, for example, yeah, ninety six comma nine euros basically 97 euros more or less yeah of your money will get to the place where it is supposed to 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 go that wow. is really unique like you yeah. said that is really unique many many organizations would have a 15 20 25 percent fee for fundraising uh, um, um you know costs and marketing and 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 their their employees and all that so we pay we pay everything out of our own pocket or from our member fee fees that we ourselves pay we are members that would pay a yearly fee and with mm -hmm. this fee we have enough money to buy 
whatever the the uh, the if we need something to print uh, our printer needs uh, mm -hmm. ink again so the ink would be paid by this and the little costs we have because we are only yeah. working from home offices you know yeah. we we would have uh, we would spend this money for that and that's it the rest so, really is there so yeah. that is really unique like that and thank you for mentioning that point because sure. i forgot yeah mm -hmm. so the, the administration costs are covered by the members exactly Very easy. yes and, exactly and the donations cover the projects exactly yeah Brilliant. and back to your question for example we 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 pretty much like there's some success success stories and to to the, they are amazing because when i travel to the to ethiopia for the first time it was it was 2008 in mm -hmm. our calendar which is interesting now what i'm telling you now like in our calendar here in europe it would be 2008 and when I traveled to Ethiopia, I in the beginning, at one point, I went into a store and they gave me the receipt of something that I bought. Mm -hmm. And I saw the year. That's why I noticed, oh, 2000. It was written 2000. And I went <laughs> home and asked my parents, how, do, why, how come that they write 2000? They say, well, Philip, we are in the year 2000. And and because the in Ethiopia, they follow a different calendar. Mm -hmm. They have 13 months. Um, the 13th month is only five days, but, you know, um, New Year's is on the 11th of September. It is a completely different and very interesting um, calendar. Mm -hmm. So it was the year 2000. It was the millennium year still. And, and then I noticed the decoration all over the place. It was millennium. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was, for us, it was 2008. So that was the first year when I, when I got there. And and I I met obviously some kids that we had in our center in our kids center, and and these kids by now I see how they developed and how some of them are went through university and made it and are now um, whatever a, a lawyer <laughs> or wow um, um, really like you know working in a in the chemical department or somewhere of a mm. big enterprise or something and 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 getting a decent and, and a good salary a local salary and having a proper life so this is what we what we achieved through a the psychological assistance because all these kids are pretty much traumatized because many of them lost their parents i mean they are hiv aids orphans okay yeah most of them yeah. or 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 partly or like you know pushed out of their families and 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 just like go we cannot um we cannot afford this um please leave and like they are traumatized no mm. so this was years and years of work uh, good work also from the people that we employed that would take care of the kids we would pay their school fees which they couldn't would not be able to afford um, buy their school uh, books that they need you know school is not for not for free so you need to buy books here and there or something um get clothes you know medicine and and then um certain programs where we noticed where we notice these kids have you know we cannot you cannot also save the entire world you know always also that's also important like we cannot help all the kids there's yeah. so many kids in ethiopia also and all over the world that would need help you know and it is sad but that's the truth and you cannot help everyone you and then you need to kind of also see 
whom does it make sense to help because the chance is really big that they will really go on and really do it and really sit down and learn and and work and and you know do it you know and okay. we obviously we want to give everyone a chance but after two or three times that the people stop going to school or instead of going to school they go somewhere else and 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 just don't do it you know what the plan is mm. then you cannot help everyone so you basically also have to control that a little bit and 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 see you know the the talented kids and 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 detect them and and then support those mm. so it's about their willingness to really their willingness change. as well is really important important yeah. Yeah. i mean because not just us helping it's also the kid that really needs to we really like have this power no and we do our best to make it happen yeah and then and then many of them basically i don't know nearly no uh, any story where it didn't work that the kids made it and went through school and then we support them to get, go to university if they feel like if they want to do it if they if they have a, a desire and you know and the will like you say yeah, and then you see these these have these success stories of kids that really achieve achieved something after yeah. many years of work. So that is really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is absolutely an amazing achievement um, for these um, kids that in other circumstances would have a completely different future um, and would be having yeah less hope for a future. No, I think this was uh, a crucial aspect. Yeah, that you do. You help them to have hope again uh, for a exactly, future, which is already oh. um, a big milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to touch on something that also is pretty recent and pretty current about the war um, that was in Ethiopia. I think um, there is very little information and media coverage um, out there, uh, at least for the duration of this war in Ethiopia. Um, which came to an end very recently. Um, so how is the situation currently with Live, Love, Learn in Ethiopia? And what do you think um, is going to change in the future with this organization? Yeah, so the war, it started in November 2020. And just a couple of days ago, it 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 there was cease, the, the, the good news of ceasefire. Um, basically, after two years, and during these years, we needed to stop all our programs as well because it was not safe anymore. And also our local partner didn't come up anymore with new project proposals. That was basically, there was just a timeout there. It was not, mm. it was really um, survival. Not yeah, yeah, in survival mode. And sure enough, like we maintained our the center and the 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 fixed things that we have they they you know they continue to run but we didn't do any new projects or new schools or new school rooms or something like this and we are still um evaluating what we're gonna do exactly now at this point because it's very fresh news as well i believe at one point my parents or one of my parents would be traveling to ethiopia to also see because that's also an important point we monitor always we go there once a year mm-hmm. and someone of our team and that was not possible for the last two years. So now I believe that is the next step to check how things are going and and check in. And 
but we are also in the meantime we also started some new ideas for example in malawi we did a little project and in iswatini that's the country where i grew up where we lived yeah. Um, from 1986 to 1990 so this country is also interesting for us to like go back to our roots mm -hmm. and maybe do something there and since I lived in Brazil and I was married to a Brazilian um, uh, woman for seven years and I have a Brazilian son as well so I'm really connected to Brazil as a country mm -hmm. I'm traveling there in February again as well I'm this is, like I said, one of my main focus countries. And I founded Live, Love, Learn Switzerland. So Live, Love, Learn is in Hamburg, where, yeah. there, but it's also in Switzerland here in Zurich. And with my company, Tropical Gold Entertainment, the idea is, or what is already happening is, we are doing music, we are promoting music, we are selling music. And with parts of the income, we... Uh, the some part of the income goes into the bank account of Live Love Learn Switzerland, mm -hmm. and with this money, I am building the first music school in Brazil now. So that is where it, for me it becomes really interesting because I doing my studies in in England. I know there's okay. just just an audio podcast, but I will show you this. This is the my <laughs> thesis that I wrote in London, and it, the topic is music and technology for social change in, in northeast North brazil. brazil yeah and the tra transforming lives through music education and digital inclusion was the topic and basically i'm putting this thesis from 2009 the theory i'm putting into practice now oh amazing 14 years later yeah oh i love this yeah, this because what I'm cool. writing here, I, I mean, I researched this, I studied for three years, and then, and then I wrote this thesis, and I put it into this book. And what I'm writing here is that it is, and it's the proof, this this book, actually, that schools are very important, obviously, because education is the key. Mm -hmm. I always say that, and that's it, right? Education is the key. But... And we built a lot of schools already, but my mission now is from with Live, Love, Learn Switzerland... Um, is to build music schools because I believe so strongly in music and the power of music and what it does to transform children's lives and people's in lives in general, but we're talking about kids. And exactly what, like these kids from neglected areas and communities that would go to a normal school because they would go anyways, basically many, I mean, the, the kids that go to a school, they go to school, then they go home and many of them have quite difficult situations at home, maybe like with a father that is drunk or a mother that takes drugs or I don't know, in these favelas, I'm talking about the Brazilian favelas, like the the, the slums, how you would call it, but yeah. the communities, the poorer communities. And and I visited a lot of these places and I've been there with the local people. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much at home in Brazil and I've, I'm, I would never be like the typical tourist. I'm like going inside, deep inside in the Brazilian favelas and so on. And what I see there is that these kids, and I saw also projects that are similar to the one I'm I'm I'm, I'm building up now, yeah. is how cool it is if you have a center where the kids after the normal school, when the normal school is finished, they can go to this center, and in the center they can do all kinds of arts and 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 and, and music and 
you know, they, there would be people, teachers like, like me and my whole family of artists that yeah. are all educators. So th we are not just entertainers. We are also educators at the same time. And we want to educate these kids and show them how to play the guitar, have a recording studio there, show them how to rap and freestyle and, and, and make a rap song and then record the rap song, you know, maybe even build their own instruments with my older brother, who's an instrument maker. He builds, builds instruments out of agave wood. Mm -hmm. So these are all ideas that we're putting into practice now to, to, yeah, basically change the world with music. That's our slogan as well. Because it's so strong, because what you said before as well, it's like these kids, they, they are transformed and they, you know, they have more hope, they have a perspective and they start believing that they are someone. And that's yeah. for me the support. It's not even about that the music must be awesome and perfect and all that. It's not like a professional music school where you learn like the, all the notes and all this. No, it's just about playing music. Yeah. And 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 through that, they would be like, they would go home transformed and they would be more happy. They would put, have more smiles on their faces. They would maybe even bring their instruments home. They will maybe even sing those songs at home in their communities. And by that, they would like, you know, um, it would be, it's like a bushfire. It goes like through the whole community. If somebody yeah. sings, you know, yeah. the neighbor also will hear that singing and maybe puts a smile on his face. Yeah. And, then, and then it's like, it goes around. Yeah. And kids one day could become a teacher for music. They could mm -hmm. be a guitar teacher and make a, a an income with that, or yeah. they become so good that they go that they are proper artists and they make money through making music on stages. Mm -hmm. So there's different ways. Yeah, and, and that is our approach now to build music schools. Yeah. Wow, this is so beautiful, and um, I can also imagine this really well because living here in Lisbon, I've met so many Brazilian people and I have actually a really good friend as well from elsewhere who is Brazilian. And I've always noticed this energy that they have, right? There is kind of an innate um, energy. It's strong. It's captivating. And, um, and I believe that music will be captivating for them and and music is so much part of their lives um it's it's really powerful what i also hear from your intention here with the, what comes next for live love learn is that overall it sounds like it's becoming educational uh with the music uh, that you want to transmit and um the possibility for them to learn how to play but also to learn how to build an instrument And in those realities that you just described, it sounds like they can fall after school, they can fall into another safety net, so to say. Yes. Because that is what has most impressed me here in Lisbon by talking to Brazilian people. Most of them tell me that the reason number one that they came to Portugal or came to Lisbon is for quality of life. And when you dig in further... Quality of life doesn't mean earning more. It means for them feeling safe. And that has really transformed the way that I look at all this. And, and I'm, I'm learning so much from them. It, it's, it's amazing. So fantastic, I think, what you're doing. And it's a fantastic opportunity, I believe, for people here that are listening uh, to contribute, to contribute to this live, love, learn future and get involved uh, themselves and participate. It's amazing to hear as well 
in which direction this is going, right? To back to your roots, um, your parents, yourself. And um, I'd love to ask you, how can people contribute and get involved? Um, also, maybe to volunteer and participate with Live, Love, Learn so that you can continue to work with your mission. <laughs> sure. The, um, just one thing I want to mention before is that you that is so important to know, like the kids, when they come to the center, they would be like, that's what I, to finish off my idea that I wanted to say before is that the kids after the normal school go to the center from the center, they go back to the next day, they would go back to the normal school, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden their notes will be better. This is, this mm -hmm. is proven. Why? They are, they are much better all of a sudden in the normal school, in the, uh, you know, in the regular school, because they have more perspective, they feel more safe, secure, they feel more self-esteem, they yeah. are somebody all of a sudden, because people say, wow, you're a really good dancer, or look, you're improving on the guitar, that sounds great. And all of a sudden, they go to the school, and they're better in mathematics, and yeah. in English and in the normal subjects because all of a sudden they they are someone and they believe in themselves and yeah. they believe in themselves so this is that was the this is the most important thing about this whole theory behind it amazing which is amazing no this this circle or this cycle um, this idea and yeah about volunteering it is like we are a big team already we are like a, for us for me tropical gold is not even a normal company when people ask me what is tropical gold then we're still like in the process of defining or finding out what is it exactly it is kind of community you know like it we it's a huge global community there's many people working with us on a voluntary basis also that at the moment they have their own proper and different jobs in some area, but they also like the idea of contributing to something like Tropical Gold. And in, in, the, in, in the evenings or something, they would write, they would help us with social media development and management or other people that do designs and content. They, they deliver some content. There are writers involved. There's all kinds of people that are working with me and 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 obviously also I pay people here and there, but it's also very a very loose uh, thing and very, you know, it's a platform for creative people that can be really creative <laughs> and, yeah. and and join in. It's there's no borders, no rules really. So, um, it is quite an open platform and that makes it interesting. So whoever wants to contribute or feels like diving into it can contact us and we see what your talent is and and that's how my idea as well like everybody every one of us has his or her talents yeah and and bring them in yeah we are open you know bring your talents in and hopefully one day we can all make a living out of this this is our mission we're not wanting to be a volunteer project for the rest of our lives we are a company yeah. mm -hmm. and we are a startup company but We are wanting to make income as well, find sponsorships, um, people that companies that maybe support this whole idea, you know, that would contribute with instruments or building our music studios in these projects and 
so yeah we are we are always looking for collaborations and people and and yeah and, and volunteers yeah? yeah also teachers if some musicians or you or somebody works with instruments or 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 is a artist that is a painter that wants to show how to paint for two weeks in a project like this and and travel to brazil on his or her own costs let's say and during a travel mm -hmm. to brazil say i'll pass by this project and stay there for two weeks you can stay there for free then or for nearly for free in our we have places where these people can stay and then just be a teacher for two weeks and 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 show those lo those kids from the communities um how to a new painting uh technique yeah <laughs> for example yeah. and yeah. there's many are you know ways so lots of possibilities here and what just to clarify to the audience so you can get involved with tropical gold this startup this company get involved and uh, make music uh, teach something or you can contribute with live love and learn and uh, and make this project this new reality happen in brazil as well so where can people follow live love learn where can people follow uh, tropical gold and how can they get in touch with you uh, well best would be our websites uh, the website is tropical minus gold.com okay and there you also have the direct link to our other like sub companies or brands and and the ngo live love learn um, so there's a brand called Tim Bernhardt involved. That's my brother with his instruments. So mm -hmm. the instrument brand, there's Kava Kava, which is a wine brand that we have. So we sell wine and sparkling wines. And with all every bottle we sell, there's a contribution going to Live, Love, Learn as well. We have Shabanak, a streetwear uh, brand where we create clothes and where we sell um, hoodies and shirts. And with every hoodie and shirt sold, there's money going into Live, Love, Learn. And yeah, you so you would find all the links there, or you go directly to live, love, and learn.org to place a donation. And oh. there, you can, yeah, and there you could we would be happy, like any donation helps, as you know. Yeah. Like, there's some people that are friends of mine also that maybe don't even have so much money, but they say, Well, I will donate five euros a month with a dauer auftrag, like, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, yeah. Monthly, you put that in your bank. You, you can, yes. you know, yes, an automated payment. How do you call it in English? I would call it just an automated payment every an month. Automated monthly payment is yeah. what for us is the best because obviously, if you want to donate and you donate, you are the person that donates towards Christmas and say it's Christmas. I want to donate one hundred euros. Yeah. That is brilliant, and we love it, and mm -hmm. the kids love it, and our projects love it. And as you heard, much of the money goes to the projects as well. Yeah. And it's fine, an, a one-off donation. But for us as a, an association, we always recommend the people that want to donate to maybe do this monthly thing. You can always quit, say stop again, but like that you would, we would see, okay, it's a monthly thing and then we can calculate because we yes, have yeah. costs for the house in Ethiopia, for example, mm. we have costs for electricity in the music school in Brazil, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. we have, we have, we do budgets and then we can count on this five euros a month. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just, you can count on it. You know, you can so, make a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And five times 12 is like 60 euros that you would pay every year. 
And, yeah. and we can count on that. That's just an example. I mean, obviously you can also do 20 or 100 or a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some people that, that prefer either or the, the one or the other. So both are fine, but it's just a, a, a tip that for us, it's better if it's a monthly uh, fee. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, Phil. And I would like to remind the audience as well, like if you are interested to get onto a coaching program, sign up to a coach with me, um, then 3% of that value of that program goes to live, love and learn as well. Thank you very much for listening to this episode with Philip. And Philip, thank you so much for being here and, and telling your story. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for inviting me once again. And it was it was beautiful to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, I love to catch up with you. So guys, please leave a quick review for the Lobster Podcast. And I'd be really grateful to receive as many stars as you can, please. Stay tuned with the Lobster Podcast and don't miss out on our next conversation out of our comfort zone. If you want to send me a message or just connect with me, check out my podcast bio or head directly to www.lobstercoaching.com.